Transforming Retail from EY. Hello and welcome to Transforming Retail, the podcast series from EY for leaders in the retail industry around the world. I'm Kate Borsay and on this episode we've highlights from the World Retail Congress in Barcelona. The theme this year is Retail Leadership for Extraordinary Times. Joining us from the event in the capital of Catalonia in Spain are Thomas Harms, EY's global retail leader. Hi, Thomas. Hello, Kate. Ian McGarrigal, chair of the World Retail Congress. Hello, Kate. Hello, and John Copestake, EY Global Consumer Senior Analyst. Hello, John. Hi, Kate. Thomas, I imagine it's been all hard work so far and no time for you to take in the delights of Barcelona. Well, actually, I already arrived on Sunday, so and I always use these trips to do some store tours, and uh, so Monday morning was my time to do that, and it's really a beautiful city, full of energy, a lot of stores, and um, really worth visiting. Well, I'm glad you've had a chance to see the sites. Uh, from a retail perspective, what really stood out to you, Thomas? Well, I think the, the major shopping areas is around uh, Plaza de Catalunya here. So, and you see all the global, international brands. So everything you can wish for is there and you see their newest formats. However, I took also the opportunity to pass a little bit away in in the neighborhoods. And there I detected a number of fresh Spanish formats that that really stood out to me. Um, A gift shop called Gray. Um, it, it, a new beauty brand that is is coming up here in Spain. All organic ingredients, very nice atmosphere in the store, good curation, good advice. So you could really feel the the, the spirit of the founder in the store. And and I think this innovation in this mega city that is what what makes it up and made it a, a great experience for me. Ian, we'll look at this year's event in just a moment. Um, but first, explain the background and the purpose of the World Retail Congress. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so it's great we're here in Barcelona because this is where the Congress launched uh, back in 2007. And uh, the, the real idea back then when we launched the Congress was, well, we spotted a, a need and, and an opportunity to create uh, a platform, really, for senior retailers from around the world to to come together to discuss the critical issues facing the industry. And back then, which seemed a long time ago in all senses, uh, the focus in retail was about international expansion and uh, the opportunities for retailers to go cross borders. Um, and that was the real impetus at the time. But of course, the world has changed, the industry has changed, and uh, the, the issues have uh, been uh, been changed. But the need for retailers to come together um, hasn't grown any less. In fact, really, it's grown more. So it's been great this week to see such a large number of you know really senior retailers. And why did you choose Ian Retail Leadership for Extraordinary Times as the theme for this year's event? Retailers were facing multiple challenges on a macro level with uh, the uh, fallout still from the pandemic, uh, but obviously also the ongoing situation with Ukraine and uh, all that's done to the global economic and geopolitical structure. And it just, it felt to me, talking to retailers, and they kept saying they've never known a more challenging time. So it was really thinking about the multiple challenges that retail leaders are, are facing. And so that's why we wanted to as I say, using those words, retail leadership, because it really is about them as leaders, but how can their businesses establish leading positions through these uncertain times is another way to describe it. And that's that's the thing that's continuing to prevail. 
Thomas, um, you've been at the World Retail Congress for the past couple of days, and I know you've been hosting a breakfast panel each morning, which sounds really interesting. What have you been hearing from the industry leaders attending those panels? Well, I think one important issue was uh, that in all this transformation um, that is happening, people are the center of everything. So meaning the shopper is critically important, getting a holistic view of the shopper, regardless of the channels, the countries you operate in. So the business models will become far more shopper-centric. And the other thing is, especially when we use technology, that it also needs to work for the sales associates. So this morning, Greg said it needs to be invisible for the employee yeah, and for the shopper. So technology is only enabling all this change but should not add additional friction. So that stood out to me. Well, let's get each of your event highlights now and get into some of the detail of what you've been hearing and experiencing. John, take us through a couple of the speakers that you've been hearing from and the messages that have really stood out for you. I can't really do this without talking about Scott Galloway because I think Scott Galloway was actually a fantastic speaker and kudos to Ian for getting in here. Great to have an outside interview as well. So it was really good to hear him talking about some of the issues in, in technology, uh, in media that he sees and, and whether or not you agree with him. He's a, he's a fantastic speaker and a fantastic person to encourage debate. And I think that's something that stood out certainly for me and for a number of the people I've spoken to here as well. But in terms of themes, I think um, it would also be hard to ignore generative AI. So, you know, last year there was a lot of talk about the metaverse. This year, there's a lot of talk about how generative AI can actually enable businesses and enable retailers to, to, to develop new capabilities. So I think those are the two things that really stood out for me so far. It's fascinating to hear about Scott Galloway, of course, the, the famous podcaster and professor of marketing at NYU Stern, a huge name to have there at the Congress. And Thomas, what about any particular highlights for you? Not being able to travel to Asia for a while due to COVID, I was impressed especially by the Asian speakers. So we had uh, Jennifer Wu from uh, the Lane Crawford Joyce Group, um, luxury department store chain. Um, so and I think that it was impressive to hear their growth story. And then personally, I was also very much impressed by a lady from India, Falguni Nayar. She founded uh, Nike, so and within 11 years, she has built a multi-billion dollar beauty business in India. And it's, it's really amazing how fast they have been growing their business, how enthusiastic they are, and that they also uh, adopt newest technology and newest method immediately. So without the normal evolu evolution, they are really jumping steps ahead and I was really impressed to see that. So what's been key to her success? What is what is unusual? I suppose the growth is incredibly quick, isn't it? But what's been fundamental, do you think, to how she's done that you know, differently? Well, I think, first of all, the, um, there's a deep understanding of the local needs and then using newest technology, newest methodologies to fulfill this need in the local context. And the other thing is focus. When, when, when I looked at India, I'll always see this massive population. And she clearly said, okay, you cannot serve all the people that live in India at the same time. You start in one region, focus on a certain segment of consumers, 
adapting global beauty to local Indian needs. So, and I, and I think that was the holy grail she found. Excellent. Ian, as the organiser, I suppose it's like asking you to choose between your favourite children here, isn't it? But um, have you got a, a highlight or two uh, that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, that's a good way of putting it because after nearly three days, uh, my head is spinning with kind of all of the sessions and the speakers trying to uh, filter it all through. through. But I, I have to certainly agree with John about um, Scott Galloway. He was, uh, uh, as he always is, he's so thought-provoking and, and challenging. And uh, I hosted a, a Q&A session with him uh, after his main stage session. And what was fascinating to me was not a single retailer asked him a question about retailing. They were really very focused around his thoughts on the impact of social media and uh, what it's uh, doing to young consumers, young people and, uh, and other sectors. He talked about uh, AI, but I thought that was interesting. But but if I think about the retail speakers, many standouts, but for me, there's two I would particularly highlight. Uh, we had uh, Hajia Haji, who's the CEO of Action, which is Europe's fastest growing non-food value retailer. And we had Paul Marchant, the CEO of Primark. So two titans of the value retail sector, Primark obviously, and fashion. Primark going against all of the trends in, in many ways, as is action. They are opening stores at some incredible pace. Uh, they've come out of the pandemic where certainly Primark had to close all of its stores and it doesn't have a transactional website. But the, the way that it's bounced back and indeed same with action. And I think it reinforces... Some of the messages that I've taken away from this, it's the laser-like focus around the consumer and the customer, which both retailers demonstrate. And we've heard that many times. I think that's really important. And product as well. I think that's absolutely key. And, and also the, the people in the business. I think both spoke really passionately about people uh, in, their, in their business. John, uh, any other highlights for you before we ask you each for your one key takeaway? I was expecting this event to be largely talking about the challenges that retailers face, the, the macroeconomic challenges, the, the disruption, inflation, cost. Um, you know, those are, those are big elephants in the room for, for, for people to discuss. But what I was talking to Ian about before was actually, I've noticed a lot of uh, retailers here are talking about the opportunity. So that the air of positivity in the room was actually quite tangible and, and retailers were talking about how they can make things better, how they can take leadership, how they can resolve some of these issues and, and, and meet the challenges head on. And I thought that was really interesting because it would be very easy at a conference like this to get bogged down into, into the challenges, but actually there's a, there was certainly a solution-oriented approach to the way that retailers talked about it. And again, it's, it's impossible to ignore, but there was a lot of talk about generative AI. There's a lot of talk about how they can use AI to, to, to improve solutions, AI to um, uh, engage with consumers, AI to build new business capabilities. So I think that's certainly a hot topic going forward. All right, fascinating. Let's wrap up this podcast then with one key takeaway each that you'd like to share, something that you've learned at the World Retail Congress that'll help leaders in the retail industry to be resilient during unpredictable times. Uh, let's go to you first, Ian. For me, it's, um, as, as John and said, there's no denying the continuing backdrop of difficult, uh, extraordinary times. But um, what I've taken is retail seems to be working it out. On the one hand, going back to basics, I, I love the focus around the consumers I've already mentioned and, and product has been a lot talked about you know you're not going to win customers if you haven't got great innovative uh, attractive new products uh, all the time so I think that was it but I think overlaying that is the the, the tools that going to make the business you know exciting profitable efficient 
Um, and yes, AI is absolutely one of those tools. And But they're talking about technology. I've had lots of conversations and heard sessions where they said, we've got to use technology that suits our customers. And that's not one size fits all. I mean, I've heard people saying like, you know, for our baby boom generation who are really important to us, you know, they want to engage and use technology in one way, Gen Z in another way. And it's, I, I thought that was fascinating to hear about sort of injecting humanity, if you will, into into how you use technology. And I think, uh, but overall, I think we, we could be seeing a, a really exciting new stage in, in retail with this sort of unleashing of innovation and ideas that people uh, are, are through that sense of, it's really bad, what are we going to do? We're just going to batten down the hatches. I think there's a real sense of the industry can move forward um, and, and engage with customers and build better businesses. So uh, for me, that's a, a really exciting takeaway. John, one key takeaway for you? Um, so one speaker said something that I thought was very powerful. He said that retailers uh, shouldn't chase trends, they should create them. And I found that to be a very powerful statement because it, it, it is completely true. There's a, there's a high degree of, of potential for reactivity, especially to the challenges retailers face today. But with all of the enablers that they have, their talent, their stores, their, their footprint, their digital footprint, the way they engage consumers, and obviously um, technology, they have actually this opportunity to create lots of new things. And I think that's a, that's a key takeaway of what retail is becoming. Thomas, let's give you the last word on your big takeaway from this year. Yeah, maybe a little bit more high level. I, I think I heard that in general, there's overcapacity in the market. So a lot of sales square is already available. So, and, and retailers want to find out what is really their value proposition. So why do they exist? Why are they relevant for the shoppers? And then what are the real assets? So why have been they successful in the past? And then build a shopper-centric business model around this. Yeah, so knowing who you are, knowing why you are relevant, and then deliver on this promise every moment you have a relationship or a touch point with the shopper. Before we go, Ian, last year the event was in Rome. This year you're in Barcelona, of course. Have you decided where you're going next year? Uh, simple answer is no, we haven't yet. We're looking at some exciting options. We really wanted to just test the water, talk to lots of people here in, in Barcelona and get some views. We will be announcing it very, uh, very shortly. There you go. The World Retail Congress still open to offers on next year's venue. That's what I'm reading into that. Uh, well, that's it for this episode. Thank you to all of you, Ian, John and Thomas, for sharing your highlights of the World Retail Congress. Join us again soon when we'll continue to look at how retailers can transform to stay relevant. Also, do subscribe to this series so you won't miss an episode. From me, Kate Borsay, thanks for listening and goodbye. Transforming Retail. Back soon. 